Our first reading for this afternoon is from the 30th chapter of Jeremiah. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, write in a book all the words that I've spoken to you. For behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will restore the fortunes of my people, Israel and Judah, says the Lord. And I will bring them back to the land that I gave to their fathers, and they shall take possession of it. These are the words that the Lord spoke concerning Israel and Judah. Thus says the Lord, We have heard a cry of panic, of terror, and of no peace. And now ask now and see, can a man bear a child? Why then do I see every man with his hands on his stomach like a woman in labor, Why is every face turned pale? Alas, that day is so great, there is none like it. It is a time of distress for Jacob, yet he shall be saved out of it. And it shall come to pass in that day, declares the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from off your neck, and I will burst your bonds. And foreigners shall no more make a servant of him, but they shall serve the Lord their God, and David their king, whom I will raise up for them. Then fear not, O Jacob, my servant, declares the Lord, nor be dismayed, O Israel, for behold, I will save you from far away and your offspring from the land of their captivity. Jacob shall return and have quiet and ease, and none shall make him afraid, for I am with you to save you, declares the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from the 26th chapter of Matthew. Then those who had seized Jesus led him to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders had gathered. And Peter was following him at a distance, as far as the courtyard of the high priest. And going inside, he sat with the guards to see the end. Now the chief priests and the whole council were seeking false testimony against Jesus, that they might put him to death. But they found none, though many false witnesses came forward. At last, two came forward and said, This man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to rebuild it in three days. And the high priest stood up and said, Have you no answer to make? What is it that these men testify Against you. But Jesus remained silent. And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God, tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said so. But I tell you, from now on, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. And the high priest tore his robes and said, He has uttered blasphemy. What further witnesses do we need? You have now heard his blasphemy. What is your judgment? They answered, He deserves death. Then they spit in his face and struck him. And some slapped him, saying, Prophesy to us, you Christ. Who is it that struck you? Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. And the servant girl came up to him and said, You also were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, 
I do not know what you mean. And when he went out to the entrance, another servant girl saw him, and she said to the bystanders, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. After a little while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Certainly you too are one of them, for your accent betrays you. Then he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the saying of Jesus, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue our recitation of the creed with the third article. What is the third article of the creed? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. What does this mean? I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord, or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth, and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day, he will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. Grace, mercy, and peace to all of you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. One of the the most fascinating portions of the small catechism, I believe at least, is in Luther's meaning when he wrote uh, about this, the third article about the Holy Spirit. And it's really in that first line that is so simple and yet very profound and very correct. Luther wrote, I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe. In Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him, but the Holy Spirit has called me. It might seem to make no sense where Luther says, I believe that I cannot believe. That's what he's saying. I believe that I cannot believe by my own reason, my own mental capabilities, or my own strength, my prowess of thinking that He can't believe in Jesus Christ. But that this is only brought about by the working of the Holy Spirit. And truly, according to the the scriptures, this is very accurate and true. That it is only by the work of the Holy Spirit that we are able to believe in Jesus Christ. And to confess rightly who Jesus is and what we believe about Jesus. And maybe we see that best 
today in this reading from Matthew where we see the greatest proclamation of the Holy Spirit's work and what happens when that Holy Spirit is denied, when that Holy Spirit is suppressed. We see this, of course, with Jesus, who's standing before Caiaphas and the high priests and and the Pharisees and even with Pontius Pilate. He gives the great confession, great confession of faith of who he is. When the high priest says, tell us you are the Christ, the Son of God, Jesus wittingly says, "Uh, you have said so. And then he goes on to tell them what will happen next. The next time they see him, that you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. A reference, of course, to the second coming. Jesus could do nothing else but tell the truth. Because not only was God the Father watching, not only was Jesus there as God the Son, but God the Holy Spirit was with Jesus. Descended upon him in his holy baptism, that Spirit stayed with Jesus, the Holy Spirit, through all of his ministry, his three years, so that that Spirit could testify to all of us of all the things that Jesus did. The last mention we, of course, have of the Spirit with Jesus is not at his baptism or during his ministry, but at his death. You remember after the uh, six hours of his crucifixion that Jesus spoke his last words and said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. Breathed his last, and as the scriptures say, Gave up his spirit. The Holy Spirit. The spirit had to stay with Jesus through all of his work. And especially his great work of dying on a cross for us. So that that spirit could testify and have us believe in everything that Jesus did for us. That's the great confession of faith that is brought about only by the Holy Spirit. And it's interesting that in the same passage, we see what happens when the Spirit is denied. And we see that with Peter. And literally, Peter's three denials of who Jesus is. Even on the last two, cursing. And in the last one, wow, he invoked a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know the man. Which basically means when you invoke a curse on yourself, it's pretty much what you think it means. His lie was so deep and so dark that he said, basically, I'll be damned if I'm not telling you the truth. I don't know the man. I'll be damned. Yes, Peter, without the work of Christ in the Spirit, you would be. We all would be, right? Right? But what's so wonderful is that we know that through the work of Jesus, in just a couple hours more, that as that Holy Spirit is forgiven, and Jesus blesses that Spirit almost with his forgiveness, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. That that Spirit was released onto the whole world, 
And as we know later at Pentecost, descended upon Peter and the others. So that even though they had been cowering, hiding, fearful for their lives, after that coming of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost Sunday, they are out and boldly proclaiming that Jesus is the Christ. Not hiding behind locked doors anymore, but willing to even lay down their lives for that wonderful message. A message that can only come by means of the Holy Spirit. Because as Luther said, I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel. And that will continue to happen. By God's grace, the Holy Spirit will continue to be given to people throughout this world through holy baptism. The Spirit will continue to work in all of us, not only in our baptism, but also as we read the scriptures, as we hear the scriptures, and as we believe them. Simple fact that you believe in what Jesus has said to you is evidence that you have the Holy Spirit, that great and most wonderful gift. And as the scriptures say, a deposit in you, guaranteeing the deliverance that's to come. So if you ever wonder if you're saved, if you ever wonder, you know, am I really going to heaven or not? You have the Holy Spirit. You believe what Christ says in the scriptures. That is God's deposit in you. Guaranteeing that you will have everlasting life. And even right now, you're a possessor of it. That gift is yours. And one day you will see it in its great fruition when our Lord returns. And as Jesus himself said to the high priest, one day they will see him coming on the clouds of heaven. And thanks be to the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's a day we can look forward to and we pray for. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.